Welcome back to the Vet SOS Podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown to see a transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. Mark, we got a great guest with us again today. Uh, Trisha Houghton's going to be with us talking about uh, a project she's got going on um, and some amazing things that she's doing right now to help the veteran community. I'm really looking forward to learning more about this. As always, I'm here with my partner, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. And uh, again, thank you guys for tuning in, showing up, and uh, make sure that you're paying it forward by letting other people know about the show. You don't know what position like a lot of your network is in. They could need help. Maybe they don't, but uh, let's get this word out and make sure that we're helping as many as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as always, we're pushing this out over the Restream platform. If you want to send this out as original content over your social media, hit us up with hashtag pairing. We'll tell you how to do it over Restream. Very simple, very easy. And you get to push it out to your network as original content and bring in all that traffic that goes with it. Today, we got Trisha Houghton with us. Uh, After a nervous system crash five years ago, Trisha had spent the past five years recovering, personally aiding herself and countless others through resetting their nervous system. She has created various techniques to educate and provide others with resources she never had. She serves as a military and executive life coach, group leader for vetted for veterans transitioning out of the military, trainer and speaker with the goal of educating and filling gaps where knowledge lacks on how the body responds to stress and what can be done about it. Fantastic information there, a fantastic mission you're on, Trisha. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. I'm excited to be here and to share a little bit more about what I do and hopefully, you know, help more people. So that's my goal. Love the goal. Mark and I are on the same page with you there, trying to help as many as nice. we possibly can. So yeah, we use an acronym in our network, uh, HOPE, help other people hope. every day. I love that. And create hope. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's essential. Essential. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's jump in first. Fire with away. Why why do you do what you do, and what made you get okay. into helping the veteran community? So, in a nutshell, why I do what I do is that I have always been a person who has asked the question, "Why? <laughs> um, why help doesn't exist where I see the need? Why people do what they do or behave the way that they do?" And even as a little girl, I was that kid that asked mom and dad, but why? And they go, well, because that person did it this way and because I said so, right? Let's just say that never left me. And so as an adult, um, I saw a big need in the veteran space after having my own um, nervous system crash. So historically, right, I have had about 14 surgeries to date and with each surgery, that was a huge stressor on my body that I didn't realize to the extent that it would affect my fight, flight, freeze. I had previously spent 15 years in the mental health field, um, even counseling one-to-one, but the majority was in a mobile crisis unit. So went to where crises were and oftentimes didn't come back to an office or anything and just went right on to dinner. Like that was a usual, normal thing to do, right? except that it's not. Um, And essentially, it made me think of the veteran population once my nervous system got stuck because I didn't know that it could. So um, where the danger lies is that we are taught 
as any first responder or anything like that is, right, you have to tune down um, what's happening in your body if you're the responder, if you're in that crisis. You don't get to kind of feel your heart rate, like, beat out of your chest or your handshake or anything like that. And that's necessary for that environment. But what we aren't teaching and what we also don't teach the military is to tune that volume level back up because after they've served, once they're trying to transition into whatever the rest of their life will hold, they have to be able to know what's going on health-wise and just pay attention or else they're going to get hit with uh, major conditions, diseases, stress reactions, things like that. And I don't want that to happen. Um, so I had a big crash uh, in that was about 2017, almost 2018. And I had no idea. Um, I just, my body just all of a sudden said, nope, <laughs> and literally could not control if I was awake or asleep. Um, it was initially during a drive that I was going to work, which is only a 12 minute commute that I just kept, I, almost falling asleep. Um, and at first it's like, okay, well, I just had, you know, I didn't get a good night's sleep or, you know, that was rough, but, you know, just try to take it easy or something and go to work, come back next day, repeat, but like to another level, turning on the AC, having a blow in my face, music up loud and um, chugging coffee. Right. And then the third day I pulled over because I just didn't think I could make the 12 minutes. Um, and what was happening was my body, you know, usually we all get a little bit of adrenaline when we drive to keep us more alert. What was happening to my body was it was giving me all the adrenaline as if I was under the car and needed to lift it up off of me. And so I was experiencing this crashing of sorts to that system. Um, and then after that came a cascade of events that led to the diagnosis that, um, my whole system was stuck from between my personal health and my career just kind of just said it's all caught up with us. So. Wow. That's a, one, an amazing story. And two, uh, you. having, you know, deployed, you always, you deal with that heightened sense of alertness mm -hmm. and, that's something a lot of people struggle with when, when you come back from a deployment Absolutely. is, you know, dropping that level back down and, and resetting. And um, I worked a little bit with Task Force 51, which works with the civilian authorities. So we talk a lot to the um, first responders and things like that. And, you know, it, it like you said, it, it you want them to be able to respond. You want them to mm -hmm. be able to step up and be that hero in the moment when we need first responders Absolutely. and do what they do. But it's not normal to turn around and then go to dinner. <laughs> no, no not at all, right? You're you know, just like uh, <laughs> the brain, right? It just kind of catches up and then, you know, but anyway, sorry, complete. Yeah, that, it's just, you know, when you put it that way, it, it, it got me thinking. I was like, yeah, it, when we return from deployment, it, it's not normal to just go back to living your life. And one yeah. of the reasons why, like the Army, we have a couple day reintegration mm. process they don't just let you go on leave because god knows what you'll do um to, to help you adjust and decompress um absolutely a little bit so um yes. but no fantastic story um of your journey to to get here and you've been through a lot and i'm glad you had the um the inclination to pull over <laughs> you know? i know right oh yeah so me too 
What is a stress reset specialist? How do you do that? Is there, you know, do you just smack yeah. us on the side of the head and, you know, we're reset? I mean, that was my father's method, right? In, in church, you know, to, to, to readjust right. the, the behavior. Um, so yeah. how, what is that and how do you do it? I mean, yeah, we give you a good kick, you know, but also <laughs> we, uh, we focus in on, so basically as a coach, right? So I went from just the mental health field where I primarily, you know, treated what was going on in the moment, got you out of that crisis, right? And then moved on. Problem there was after my personal experience, it's about paying attention to the whole body. And I didn't feel I was doing a service when I had these new skills now to just kind of just approach the mental health piece. Um, and so basically what a whole stress reset does is I sit down with you guys or, you know, similar to this, and you go through kind of what's been going on mind body experience wise um, for the past, you know, your history. And then we go through any symptoms that you may have and um, how it's affecting your life on a holistic level. So I want to know about relationships. I want to know about family, um, your dynamic at work. Um and really, you know, even then it kind of moves to, we eventually discuss your diet because I will let you guys know that when my doctor said, Trisha, in conjunction with all this stuff we're doing, I want you to go on this diet. And I said, okay, right. <laughs> really? Okay. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was the biggest skeptic, but literally and figuratively ate my words. Um, you know, I was wide awake at night because my cortisol was giving me the burst at the wrong time. Right. And I was just conked right during the day because everything was giving me the hormones at, a, at the wrong time. Um, and so food has been a major vehicle through which we reset your hormones. Uh, but we also take the holistic look. So I've developed my own kind of tried and true techniques of how to just reset your nervous system um, no matter where you are. An example would be if you're just sitting in your office or even if you're in the middle of, you know, let's say a, a mission, what have you, right? If you switch your breathing from the chest to the belly, it's called diaphragmatic breathing. I call it pregnancy breaths because that's the way you know how you're doing it right is if your stomach protrudes, then you're doing it correctly. That simple little technique uh, switches your nervous system to your parasympathetic nervous system, which gives you the signals that says, we're okay. We don't need to panic right now. We're not in danger. So like take three of those breaths and honest to goodness, it'll send your body it forces it into doing that and saying, all right, we don't need all this right now. Let's calm down. Let's activate the calming, helpful nervous system. So there's an arrangement of techniques that I use to kind of just tune into the mind and the body and slowly, like I said, again, turn that volume back up on what's happening within you. Uh, similar to myself in, in the crisis world, right? Military are taught from day one, your body's a machine, fight through anything, don't listen to your body. It's a mental process. It's just push through, push through, push through. And so, you know, if you're in four, eight, 28, I've got a guy right now at 32 years, you're hardwired to just to that. 
And what I'm seeing happen, what we're seeing happen is people getting a lot sicker. Um, burnout's the big word nowadays, right? And basically, burnout can be a deeper sign or a sign of a dysregulated nervous system because there is a type of exhaustion that happens that I call <laughs> bone tired because I didn't feel like exhaustion fit well enough. Um, it is a type of tire that you know, if you just get a good night's sleep, not going to work. <laughs> if you just get some extra rest, you're not going to be able to bounce back. Like it is so deep feeling within you that it's just, it's a struggle to do everything and anything. And so we just kind of go through the day with check boxes and that's not a way to live. It's not a way to lead and uh, it's miserable. So I saw a need and I said, well, hold on. Why don't people know this? I didn't know this. And I had hoped that I had missed the announcement. And so after talking to my peers and saying, guys, did I miss it? Like, tell me I have missed it because then at least I will know you guys know. And time after time, the answer I get is no, we weren't taught that, told that, but it makes sense. And with veterans, each conversation I have, it's no, haven't heard of it or haven't heard of it like that, but it makes sense. So you so. you took every army person back to MRT <laughs> class when you talk start talking about the breathing. Right. And I'll tell you as a resiliency trainer, everybody out there who's doubted for years that MRT was worth it. We got doubt. it right here on tape. The breathing works. You need to do it. Yes, sir. Got to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Mark, you got a, a follow-up on that? Well, not only breathing, but, you know, so many people try and just throw pills, right? Oh, there's got to be I'm a pill for that. that. There's got to be a pill for that. There's, you know, it's Absolutely. a chemical imbalance. It's this or that, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I love hearing the breathing. What other techniques mm -hmm. are helping, like meditation, yep. yoga, whatever, yeah. right? So, right. And thank you, Mark, for that question. Um, good question. If you, again, kind of like we're doing, I meet with you, I'm going to take a holistic look, right? So I've asked you about all the dynamics of your life, um, as well as what you eat, right? But then I'm also going to give you techniques to kind of just tune back into your body. Some of that can be meditation. Um, I have a lot of people that, that are very skeptical of meditation. Uh, I think we're getting less skeptical about it, but the best, honestly, thing I've found is my own technique that I call the two minute drill. And in this two minute drill, basically you're just going to get into a space. I always say the floor because it's somewhere that you're not in front of something. So you're not in front of your computer. You're not in front of your phone or tablet. And honestly, you're not even having the distraction anywhere um, by getting on the floor. And what you're going to do is you're going to set your alarm for two minutes. And in that two minutes, you're just not going to try to think about or feel anything. You're just going to let whatever happens to just happen. You're just going to tell your body like, okay, because um, a lot of us fight symptoms of depression or anxiety or feeling just rough in general. Uh, and so much mental energy is kind of spent with the no, 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 I won't feel it. I'll block it. Right. Like power through. And so for those two minutes, you just let whatever happen. And then when the timer goes off, you get up, you get back to whatever you were doing and go about your day. Um, reason why I find this is super helpful is because number one, 
usually everyone I get is not in tune to their bodies because I mean, we're just one big muscle memory. So we taught it to just charge forward, literally. Um, And so it gives you just enough time to kind of get into the body and the body to realize it's okay. We're not going to block you. We're going to give you an outlet, but we're also not going to overwhelm you and just let you sit in the floor for minutes to hours on end, because most people who have been blocking feelings or trying to manage are terrified that if they let any of it out, right, it's just going to all come down. So by having that two minutes and that timer to go off, it's kind of like, you know, um, a Pavlovian dog technique. Basically, it's symbols to your to your mind, to your feelings, emotions, whatever have you that, hey, all right, cut it off. Let's go back to our day. Let's go back to our life and live it. That's great. Yeah. And I imagine there's probably a lot more, right, that you're doing. But I mean, as far as like, you know, because like we see that and and I'm listening to you tell the story, right, and and share (laughs) that. And I'm thinking like there's a time where I was at my aunt's house and my uh, one of my uh, second cousins had just been, you know, um, misbehaving, but she was the teacher, my aunt. And mm-hmm. so she had this diversionary tactic, right? Like, okay. Diversion, yeah. right. Yep. Rather yep. than like yelling and, you know, scolding or whatever is diversion. And that nice. seems that this ties in right in with that. And that's an early childhood Absolutely. development thing, right? Yeah. And this is, and, yeah. and it just plays right into it does human, human beings. It does. It does for sure. And yes, there are a lot of different kind of, you know, different techniques that I'll go through, but a big, a big one of them is again, and what I haven't chatted about is, is the diet portion, the food portion, which is, you know, again, kind of ate my words there. And actually uh, six months ago, I finished, I went back to school because I thought, well, gosh, I have the mental health part to do what I'm doing, but I needed and felt I owed it to people to, you know, be a little more educated in the nutrition piece. And so I sought my autoimmune holistic nutrition specialist, it's a mouthful, uh, certification, which taught me even more and gave me a lot more tools to know um, to reset because sleep is the very first thing I'm going to tackle with anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're not sleeping or if you're not sleeping well, which most are not, um, your body and your mind has so much less of a battery or tolerance or just ability in general that it's again, going back to that bone tired piece, it's miserable. And so the first thing we're going to do talk about your sleep and say, okay, where are you at sleep wise? How many hours are you getting? What's the quality like? Um, And doing kind of some of that stuff and actually carbs are a way healthy carbs are a way to balance your sleep cycles. So uh, it's it's interesting stuff for sure. I, I'm, I'm laughing at that because I I'm, I have sleep disorders and I and I'm diabetic. So oh, <laughs> I'm like, there you go. Welcome to the club. Up, but I can't have the carbs. <laughs> right. Well, so healthy carbs. You might be surprised. Healthy carbs. Um, yeah, that's that's true. yeah. Um, things like green beans. Um, and, and like actually little boiled potatoes, they're phenomenal, um, as having in the evening and 
for a number of reasons that it's too long to get into. It resets your REM cycles um, and helps you fall asleep. And I thought this was total crap. I'll be fully honest. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because I'm desperate and I can't even stay awake. But also, mm, right, I felt like I ate well. I, I didn't have, you know, McDonald's for breakfast, lunch and dinner or anything like that. So, but hey, believe her now. So, so you're talking more like steamed green beans as opposed to the green beans you get Steam. at the barbecue joint that has brisket and pork and oh, yeah. mixed into it. Yeah. <laughs> but I make things, you know, I like to make things taste good. I don't, I'm the firm believer that, like, you know, I don't exclude any one food when I work with anybody because that's just not the way to live to me. Like I, I believe in balance and that, you know, certain times are for indulging and that's great though. But what we want to do is get you to the healthy point where you can pick and choose those times. Um, and, you know, cake on a regular basis, of course, is not great for us, but cake as a general celebratory thing that you enjoy. Absolutely. I'm all for it. Now, unless you have an allergy, uh, then of course, right? Like we're going to avoid that. Uh, but generally speaking, I don't eliminate foods uh, unless you're, you mimic symptoms that were really similar to me, uh, which signals we probably need to lower some inflammation in the body. And so I might suggest things like, I know this is kind of, you know, cliche, but gluten, no gluten, little dairy. Um, I am no gluten, no dairy, no soy. And that was a, a, a difficult thing to adapt to, but I will always tell people that is never something I'm going to put anybody on. I'm never going to suggest that because it's way too restrictive. Um, it was needed and has been needed and has served me well, but that is generally not my approach at all. I want you eating all the foods, um, you know, in a healthy way. So I know it kind of scares everybody though. It's like, you're going to take away my fun foods and, you know, I'm like, man, no, I just don't want you to eat them, you know, fried foods at every meal. Right. <laughs> That's not so great for your uh, diabetes. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I got to I got to tell my kids that. Sorry, we Trisha said no chicken there nuggets for every meal. Can't have chicken Can't nuggets. Can't have anymore. it. <laughs> That's hysterical. You have a new venture, right? This uh, this thing you're calling yeah. bedded. Can you tell us a little bit about yes, bedded? What you're doing with that? Absolutely, love to. Um, so about I want to say about five months ago. Uh, you know, I, I was not a veteran. I was not able to serve because of my medical history. However, I've just always found myself around veterans. We just really click. My grandfather was World War II vet and just my family was like raised me to, you know, always look out for, for veterans if you can. And so, um, essentially when I came into the LinkedIn world <laughs> that I had no idea was as huge in the veteran space as it is. Uh, you guys really kind of took me in and I'm very thankful for that because it makes reaching people uh, that I want to reach obviously a lot easier. And so one of the things, again, going back to noticing holes in the world and why something's not being filled, I went to several um, veteran and transition, basically networking events that I was invited to, which were phenomenal. However, 
they are extremely overwhelming. It is a lot of information at one time and oftentimes like half of a day. Um, and if that's, you know, your first event as a transitioning officer, <laughs> I mean, it was overwhelming for me. I, I have difficulty getting overwhelmed. I won't lie. Um, don't say that pompously, but it's like, wow, okay. How much are you getting in this? How much are you able to retain this? It's wonderful. Again, I'm not knocking any of the organizations. It net it does its purpose with networking and certainly opens some doors. But I thought to myself, as I saw, okay, there's services for writing your resume, services for like helping you do mock interviews. Where's the the just support, right? Where's just the group that you can just come to? to be whatever you want to be, to say whatever you need to say, which is usually this is so bleep, bleep, like confusing, uh, which is fair. And so at about five months ago, I, I typed up a question just to one of the transitioning groups um, in the chat and said, hey, do you guys think just a group every other week for about an hour to an hour and a half would be useful? And they said, you know, actually, basically, yes. And so I said, okay, well, why not? I'm just going to try it. And um, I was, I was actually going to do a topic group, but I said to myself, no, I just want, this is, I just want them to feel heard and seen. And so I'm just going to show up and see what happens and give them the floor. And sure enough, um, it's been wonderful and has grown. And now we, we still meet every other Tuesday uh, we just named ourselves vetted because we share bits and pieces of information in the transition journey uh, that's vetted information because, you know, these guys are and ladies service members are also, uh, you know, having jobs and having families. So if you go to all these events, that's just not super sustainable and you'll get extremely run down. So uh, we have people at different you know, times of the, or sorry, at different links of the process. And they share like, okay, Scotty has an app for um, organization. He said it su was super helpful. Here's the app. Um, this event served this guy really well. That's one you want to probably try to make. And here's the area it helped him with. Um, so not only do we share resources of kind of helping how you should, how you get your bang for your buck time-wise, but also just um, very honest, oftentimes venting, um, asking questions to fellow veterans that they're confused about. A lot of, a lot of to do with the VA, a lot of things with the paperwork. I mean, you know, it's all in there. We keep it in the group, and uh, I always say, you know, you can ask me anything in the group. I'm not, you know, I'm not a veteran, but I'll try my best to bring you the answer. Um, I am a research geek. Or I will point you in a direction that, you know, answers your question. So that's about it. <laughs> Sounds to me like with those types of conversations, it's probably not a room for children. <laughs> it's not. It is not for children. And, um, you know, we're going to, the, the need has come where we need more groups. So what I'm currently working to do is creating a topic group. And um, that's going to focus on military culture. Uh, and kind of how do you, I mean, a harsh word would be deprogram, uh, but basically, how do you really get rid of what's not serving you anymore that you learned from the military? 
because if you're trying to transition into learn civilian life and have civilian coworkers, there are some things that no longer serve you well anymore. And that doesn't mean you have to completely kick it to the curb, um, but hopefully just some perspective of civilian life, of the way things work can help kind of ease frustrations because it's a huge culture shock. Um, you know, coming, Sean, you know, coming from the military into a civilian workplace, it's like another country. And that's what, you know, my my veterans keep referencing it as. It's just, it's almost just, it's a foreign land. You know, absolutely. And I think through all the things I've done during my transition here recently, the small group setting things that I've been able to participate mm. in, yeah. I would say that I've gotten more out of, you know, you get those yeah. intimate conversations, you, know, you can get on a more personal level, you know, because yeah. some of the events you go to, they're straight up networking or straight up informational right. thing. And yeah. there's hundreds of people in there. You're not getting a personal touch. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, Absolutely. And, and I think you, you, you sort of hit on one of the themes that we hear a lot from the different people in the transition space. And that is mm. you have to find what works for you. And there's so much out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Find oh, the man, best yeah. tools that help you get to where you need to go. And, you know, whether mm-hmm. you believe it or not, we all need to go through something. Yes. Along this lines where you're quote unquote deprogramming a bit, you know, decompressing, resetting, you right. know, you know, because it is a different world. You can't go yeah. um, to the, to some somebody's office and cuss them out because <laughs> they were <laughs> right, your meeting. Right. <laughs> yeah. They weren't early, which, yeah. you know, was a problem too. Absolutely. So we're, we're coming down, down to the end here. Um, yes, sir. You, you've had an amazing journey and you're taking your experiences and you're uh, helping people, tons of people, but you're also helping the veteran community, which is just fantastic. What, what did, what would you like to share? Well, two things. How can they best connect with you? Um, how can so, the veterans reach out to you? And then second, you know, in, in closing, what, what would you like to leave our audience with? Oh, man, the old open-ended question. So it, to get a hold of me, um, you know, HoutonLifeCoaching.com um, or HoutonLifeCoaching at gmail.com is, is an email. Um, you can find me um Trisha Houghton on LinkedIn. You can find me uh, if you search vetted. Uh, the algorithm hasn't yet picked up our group because we just sent it out, but hopefully I'll see the little emblem there soon. And what do I want to leave you guys with? Um, I think oftentimes the people that I work with are just so done that they think this is the way that it's going to be the rest of my life. It's going to take this much fight. It's going to take this much energy. It's going to take more than I have. Um, and that can be a very dangerous place to be in. Mm-hmm. And the good news is, is I don't have to say, okay, you've got a dysregulated nervous system, just have to cope with it. We can reset it. This is not a lifelong process that you're just going to have to endure and suck it up. This is not another way to do that. This is to reset. This is to give you life back in every way with your relationships, with your job, with your passions. Again, you know, actually like going to work because you enjoy what you do instead of this pays the bills. So like, I got to be here. Um, So if you're experiencing any of that, absolutely reach out. I work with all sorts of people, do all sorts of groups as well. And I'd love to, I'd love to help. 
Outstanding. Absolutely. Mark, you got any closing comments? I just think uh, you guys should connect with Trisha. I mean, look, even if uh, her program you find and get into it, and like uh, some of our guests have said in the past, like, what have you got to lose, right? I mean, right. Um, plug in, right. and I'm sure, you know, look, it's all about who you know, and right. Uh, right. I'm sure Trisha True. can, you know, also leverage her connections and get you some help. Happy to, absolutely. And if you always meet with me, first meeting's always free, so nothing to lose there. There you go. Oh, there you go. Nothing, nothing like free 99. <laughs> I know. <laughs> free 99. Sean, Sean always gives me great one-liners, so I love it. <laughs> I actually picked that up through Trevor, Mark's partner. So uh, there you go. It's all, who you know. <laughs> yep. It's all about I mean, you know. All right. Wild, Trisha, thank it? you for coming on and, and sharing your, your great organization, the information, and your story with us. And we want to thank everybody Absolutely. for tuning in to Bed SOS today. Uh, remember, don't drown the sea of transition, but grab the Vet SOS mm -hmm. Lifeline.